the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Or learn more. That's HighSchoolOfficials.com. Powered by the Wall Street Business Network. This is Business 1440. KYCR. Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump at this hour is addressing the graduating class of West Point, even though the size of the crowd has actually diminished this year because of the coronavirus. The president says he's honored to be in attendance. And hello, cadets. On behalf of our entire nation, let me say congratulations to the incredible West Point class of 2020. Congratulations. The graduation comparatively subdued this year, diminished by coronavirus restrictions. Few faces in the crowd other than the 1,100-plus cadets. Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri says the anti-police riots rising around the country come from a hatred by the far left for President Trump and everything he stands for. Hawley told his colleagues on the Senate floor this week the riots have moved well beyond the police killing of George Floyd. This is SRN News. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 27 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Attention, hardworking Americans that pay too much in taxes. How would you like to get an extra $5,000 back from your prior year's tax returns? Family Tax will take your filed tax returns for the last three years and analyze them. We are experts at finding hidden credits and deductions other tax companies miss. Even if you've already filed, it's never too late. We guarantee that the IRS will send you back at least $5,000 or our services are free. If you get a paycheck from your job. You make at least $30,000 a year. Call right now and learn how you can get an extra $5,000 back from the IRS from your past three years of tax returns. Make this guaranteed free call now. 800-250-4079. 800-250-4079. That's 800-250-4079.
The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. The predatory nature now of global capitalism, it's just completely unrestricted. There's no constraints. It's a wild time. It's the King Banyan Show. We want to create jobs. The quickest way to do it is to provide more food stamps. Government is that fiction whereby everybody believes that he can live at the expense of everybody else. As an educator and former legislator. And that is the free lunch myth. Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Hip, hip, hooray. Unemployment is down. We're in an age where, where common sense sounds esoteric. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Unfortunately, economists' words carry relatively little weight in politics. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Jack's right. You know what? We probably have four minutes of openers. Maybe more than four minutes of openers. I could have been late to the show, and you, uh, uh, Wyatt, you could have just played all four of them. Yeah, they yeah, I would have made it. They they total four back. minutes for sure. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I mean, I mean, I think um, it might be the same voice track in all four, kind of close, but four different music bits, which is so John Berg, I can't even tell you. Am I right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely right. It's it's all about the music for John. Um, anyway, uh, I was going about to reveal a secret, uh, the se- the secret John tapes, but no, we, we, they will remain secret for a while longer. Um, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. I will take a call or two if if you want to talk about talk about what happened on the market this week, what happened with the Fed this week. So. Two, so what we said first of all is, the Fed has already identified a few things just in the in the in the public statement. They've identified that they're going to continue with asset purchases. Basically, QE forever is going to go on until okay. Sounds like almost indefinitely. Second of all. Second of all, that that. They've basically said, we're listening to everything except negative interest rates. They're not even talking about that. And it's interesting to me that basically the, the, gathered, the gathered reporters who probably favor the looser monetary policies that have been explored in places like Japan and Europe look at, probably don't like that, but they know not to ask the question because either that's not important or they've already decided they know what the answer is. The last thing that happens, which is important, is that the Fed brings back, and this is important, the Fed brings back its, uh, its assumptions, economic projections, its survey of the economic projections of the, of the seven members, the seven governors, and the nine, I'm sorry, it's actually 17, there's only five governors right now because there's still two vacancies, uh, and the 12 Fed Reserve presidents. And he makes a quick reference to this. Let's just play a sentence of this. This is cut number six, Wyatt. What the June SEP shows is a general expectation of an economic recovery beginning in the second half of this year and lasting over the next couple of years, supported by interest rates that remain at their current level near zero. As the market sell-off begins to happen on Thursday, 
That reaction, right? Again, I'm just going to say what it says. What the June SEP shows is a general expectation of an economic recovery beginning in the second half of this year. It shows that the median change in GDP for 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 2020 will be a negative six and a half percent. The range of the 17 people who are issuing the forecast goes from a minus 4.2 percent on one end to a minus 10 percent on the other end. And interestingly. One person, at least one person, says they're probably that the recession could last into 2021, showing a GDP decline of 20, of a one percent in 2021. This is far, far more pessimistic, and it's interesting to me that people didn't pick up on that. They did not pick up on how pessimistic the survey of economic projections were. This is a point I'll be making to people um, as I discuss the forecast. The Fed was, the Fed threw some real cold water on the V-shaped recovery. Now, there were other things that happened on Thursday, including the fact that all of a sudden there was a media narrative out there about, oh, whoa, COVID's happening again. It's really happening again. We got to pay attention to the COVID, right? There was a piece. There was a piece put out that showed uh, the split nature of of those states that opened up uh, opened up like Arizona and Utah, where uh, case rates were rising at forty, thirty to forty percent. Arizona, Arkansas, Utah, Arizona, South Carolina, where my mother is, and who's going out to get a haircut today. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope she's safe, um, and and so forth. But I know my mom, and my mom, right? The haircut is really really important. So I'm watching those data, and that was out there, and that was a media narrative that happened on Thursday, and and it's out there. However, I always have to remind people that it's a function of whether or not you are doing more testing. It's also it's also a function of the mortality rate and the recovery rate from from a from those outbreaks. So I'm reading those the news about Houston just like you are. It's a little concerning. But if there's an outbreak in a specific place, a very local response to that is 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 possible without having a nationwide shutdown in a second wave. Okay? Um so I'm actually not thinking that's the problem. Here's where I think the problem has actually happened. It's that it's that there's a belief, I think, within Wall Street that somehow fiscal policy, which looks like what it should be doing, what the market is waiting for it to do is to come out with some additional information about phase four and so forth that particularly the Trump administration seems to be a little out of hand at this. So Thursday as the market's dropping, President Trump tweets, the Federal Reserve is so wrong so often. I see the numbers also and do much better than they do. We have a very good third quarter, a great fourth quarter, and one of our best ever years in 2021. Well, the FOMC report says 
that the expectation is for a growth rate in 2021 of, of 5% in the central tendency, which is throwing out the three highest and three lowest projections and keeping the 11 in the middle, the range of those middle 11 are 45 to 6%. That's a, pretty good, that's a pretty good 2021. Now, it will not get you back all of the loss of a 6.5% decline in 2020, and the growth rate for 2022 is still 3.5%. But I think the market woke up Thursday. The stories coming out of Houston, the stories out of Arizona and Arkansas, I think were a little concerning. I get that. But I think the real issue is not that at all. I think the real issue is that people woke up and looked at what the Fed said about the state of the economy and said, whoa. They're not thinking they're raising rates even by the end of 2022. Maybe this economy is not as good as we thought it is. Hmm. This is a problem. This is this is really a problem. So that's my, that's my first take on this. My first my, that's my that's the that's what I thought was the real takeaway. Now, I have a lot of cuts to play and I really want to make sure I've got time to get to get to the ones that I think are really valuable. Okay. So I'm going to slide down in the report and I'm going to, I'm going to bounce back and forth a little bit. Um, This first one is asking basically, um, uh, asking basically, well, what happens if things turn out worse than you think they're going to? This is Steve Leisman. Who's asking the question. I'm not going to play Leisman's question, but the question is basically, uh, how firm is the commitment to lower interest rates and things end up better? Do you stick with these low interest rates as you projected them? Okay. It sets up the question that McKee's going to ask later on, but I want you to hear this one first. This is cut number one. We were we just had a period of unemployment, as you know, that was in the well below 4%, hanging around 3.5% that lasted two years. And during that period of time, we saw a lot of great things happening in the labor market, things that we'd love to get back to. We didn't see any problems with price inflation. Price inflation didn't really react much. So I would say, uh, you know, we'd be looking to get inflation back up and we, we'd be prepared to tolerate uh, pretty low, a welcome, in fact, not tolerate, but welcome, very low readings on, on unemployment, just based on what we, what we saw in the last, um, in the last expansion. So, um, you know, we're, we're not thinking about raising rates. We're not even thinking about thinking about raising rates. So what we're thinking about is, is providing uh, support for this economy. We do think this there. is going to take some time. We can just stop there. We don't need, I don't think we need the, the, the rest of that. Um, he believes there's a lot of people giving you great forecasts. He says, based on what we see right now, we're not even thinking about thinking about raising rates. In that quote, grab the market by the end, by the end. So the market first went up on the statement from the Fed, which basically was a no change reporting only things have looked a little rosier. The one language change in the, in the statement, in terms of its statement of what's happening right now, was to say we see signs that there was some, some positive movement as the economy began to reopen, which we've all recognized. 
But he's nowhere near trying to reopen the economy at this particular – he's nowhere near thinking about raising rates. And everyone went to that. That was the – that quote was all over the news on Wednesday night and Thursday morning. We're not even thinking about thinking about raising rates. Okay? That went everywhere. Okay? That went everywhere in in that answer to, to, to Leesman. Um, and he goes ahead on the very next question. He gives an answer that I think also is helpful here in talking about where, talking about the other pieces that are happening uh, in terms of the forecast. And, the, and he gives you this answer. Play cut number two, please, before we go to the break. Assuming that the, that the, that the disease remains or becomes pretty much under control, um, I think that... What you see is a is a very weak second quarter, historically weak, and then an expansion that builds momentum over time. People will adjust probably a little bit gradually to some of the activities uh, that would that involve getting together in small in large groups in close quarters. Those will be the, the harder parts of the economy to recover. But ultimately, we do see a full recovery. That's ultimately we see a full recovery is kind of coach speak for or, or chair fed chair speak for it isn't going to happen soon. And that's the answer it, it, that we heard that basically showed the hand of the fed to say, we're not, this recovery is not going to go as fast as some people think. And I think the market actually just had to do a little correcting people who were fully in and particularly, I think retail traders, meaning amateurs, Okay, not professional traders who decide to put money in the market because they said this economy is going to turn around and Wall and everybody's wrong about this and I'm going to get money from the get money out in the market to invest. I think a lot of them got a little spooked, and I think there were some other people um, who maybe said, "Boy, the market's gone up a whole lot in nine days." It you know that rise of that drop of eighteen hundred did not wipe out the entirety of the rise over the previous nine days. And then it put back another 500. We're down for the week, but we had such a strong week with the jobs report. We went up 300 points on, in a moment on Dow Futures on Friday, just because of, what ha- just because of, the, of that report. And it continued to rise. So I think the market was doing some profit-taking. That's certainly true. I think some people, some weak holders got sh- shook out. But I think as well, I think there were some, some people thinking to themselves, hmm, the Fed really doesn't think this is going to go very fast. Okay, maybe I, should, maybe I should revise my plans. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Bang Show on Business 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I've come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. 
I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects. And I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is the central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, a film about Corey Ten Boom and her family's heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II and about her secret army of teenagers. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with the promo code Minneapolis. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com. Use promo code Minneapolis. Runners, to your mark. Set. Some may see a sprinter. At the NFHS, we see a future leader already off to the races. Some may see a volleyball player. One hit! Way to go, girl! At the NFHS, we see a spike in confidence that will help her achieve her potential. What else do we see? Musicians learning to march to their own beat. We're the NFHS the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and activities in America, helping today's teenagers develop the skills they need to become tomorrow's leaders. And we see it happening in communities across Minnesota every single day. Learn more about the NFHS commitment to youth at NFHS.org. This message presented by the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Yeah. Oh, that's a good song. Love that. I might have to listen to that going out to the course afterwards. Um, 651-289-4477. Great questions on uh, on uh, on our uh, Twitter feed at Pound KBRS, just to, let, to remind you of this. Um, you can go there and, and find us on Twitter. But if you want to find the show, you have to go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and Become a member of our VIP club at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. That's going to give you access to all the stuff that happens here on the show. It's free. We just we just want to make sure that that you want to get our things, and if, and we'll send thing we'll send stuff out that way to you. Uh, just reach out to us at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. That'll be that'll be very helpful. Just to reinforce the point we were making before. Um the point we were making before that the fed is slower. This is another question that gets asked later. Basically, do you think the economy has hit bottom in the second quarter? Have we hit bottom in the economy in the second quarter? Uh, Powell gives this answer. This is cut number 10 
many forecasters had been expecting uh, a bottom for the economy in the, around the middle of the year with, with a huge range of uncertainty. I think the labor market, the, the, the evidence of one jobs report is that the labor market may have hit bottom in May. We don't know that. We're going to see. Um, and, you know, many forecasters widely expect a, a recovery over the second half of the year. So it, it is possible. But you know, the thing is, we're, we're not going to overreact to a single data point. We're going to be um, very careful about uh, reaching any conclusions about, uh, about good data or bad data. So I think, you know, we're going to be here with our tools supporting this economy for as long as it's needed. So, but I think there's a possibility that, that the bottom has come in the labor market, um, but we don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. And he's quite, he, he's, so he's been clear a couple of times. They do, they're not acting as if the market has, has hit bottom yet. Some great questions on, on Twitter. Uh, one from Jack, um, who had the earlier suggestion about playing uh, back-to-back intros to stall for time. Um, how is what the Fed doing different than what MMT crowd would do? I think, it's, I think this is, in effect, MMT Martin, that means uh, uh, market monetary theory, uh, modern monetary theory, excuse me, modern monetary theory. Uh, there's a There was a piece put out by Stephanie Kelton, who's kind of the godmother or, or mother of MMT uh, that was put out there. Basically, basically uh, Ed Yardini, I thought, had this said very, very well. I'll, I'll tweet this link back to you, Jack, at the break. I, I had it up before at Pound KBRS in, uh, a few days ago, um, but out on Thursday. This is what happens when you decide there is no alternative. The language that you hear from Powell is that there's no alternative to us printing money. And indeed, as I said in the last hour, what the Fed is worried about right now as much as anything is Will there be enough assets for us to buy without completely crowding out all of the other all of the other investors? Because guess what? If you crowd out all the other investors, if you buy up all the treasury assets, eventually people will price treasury assets such that you end up with a, with an effective yield that's negative. And you've now entered the world of negative interest rates. If the Fed is really going to say there's no, we are not going to entertain the idea of negative interest rates, the only way they can avoid that, the only way they can avoid that is to not have the printing of what the, is to have more money to print. And because, the, because money printed is a liability on their balance sheet, they have to have an asset on the other side to make the balance sheet balance. And the only real options that they have to to Treasury securities or other government-backed securities like, like the, the Fannie and Freddie and Ginny bonds is to go buy private debt and private equities. And that's when you get full Japanification. So you say no to negative rates, we don't want those because those are bad for your banking system. It, it, it paralyzes it. All right. And I have great sympathy for that argument. I don't want negative rates. But I also don't want Japanification. Right. 
Japanification happens when you just decide that the Federal Reserve can go and buy index index uh, funds of the S&P 500, which is an asset they could hold in the process of trying to print money to meet MMT. Right? I don't want that because I don't want I don't want the federal government even through the Federal Reserve, which is which is independent. My air quotes are running here on radio. Um, the okay, I don't want them there. Because I don't want any government involvement in, in owning assets of private corporations. Okay? Down that road lies socialism. I am not interested in that. What, therefore, shall I do? I, therefore, want them to be able to buy government securities, which means I need to have securities produced. Uh, Don over on Twitter, on, on our feed at Pound KBRS, notes, right, the government is also trying to help pull the economy out of the ditch through regulatory policies. Regulatory policies will not help with a COVID shock. They will not address an adverse supply shock to the extent you wish they would. The only thing that works, really, if there's a demand shock, such as we've seen so far, is actually to find a way to encourage either uh, to, to encourage a reversal of the supply shock, meaning make people safer, let give them the confidence to go back to work, and encourage them to go back to work, perhaps by providing a wage subsidy to get people back into the workplace, rather than giving them a wage a, a, a wage impediment of six hundred dollars a week in unemployment insurance. That would make more sense. Or you're going to issue debt in order to do, oh, any number of things. And in this case, it could be an infrastructure bill. It could be massive spending on defense products in order to combat the, our issues vis-a-vis China. It could be any number of things. You can have an argument about that. But a byproduct of that would be the creation of additional government debt, which in which of the assets you would like the Fed to hold on the balance sheet, you probably would prefer they hold those to the ones under, other ones under consideration unless you've decided to live with negative rates. After that, I think you're out of options. You're out of options except to say, well, we need mass liquidation. We need to liquidate these firms. If there was a mass, an imbalance that was caused by over-financialization, Okay, which you can make an argument for, and maybe that's worth another, that's another whole show that we should do at some point. What lessons did we learn from 2008 and 2009? But I want to, I want to put, I want to put that out there to say the economy was, the economy in the Fed report is pretty negative. And because of that, the Fed said, we're keeping interest rates low for longer, okay, through 2022, nobody, nobody on FOMC believes the rate's going to even, only one person thought the rate might get to one to one and a quarter percent. Of the 17 people who were surveyed, only one. I don't know who that is, in fact. I have a guess, but we don't know who that is. Uh, they haven't revealed themselves yet. But all of them said no change in the Fed funds rate from zero to 0.25 for the next 18 months. That can only mean that the recovery is not V-shaped in their minds. 
We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation... Is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal, and families are getting out to shops, stores, and restaurants. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Business recovery plans should be ready to go right now. The marketing team at Salem Surround is ready to help, so you don't waste a minute or a dollar recapturing market share. We'll help design your recovery plan targeting potential customers with proven marketing strategies with everything in our toolkit working for you digital audio mobile even audience engaging contests and promotions contact salem surround for a free evaluation of your digital marketing plan learn more at surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers you've put off this and waited years for a better deal on that But now is the time for those major upgrades and remodels you've always wanted. We're bringing you some seriously unbeatable deals. It's our half-off home makeover, where all your home improvement dreams come true at 50% off the regular price. But the offers only last from June 10th to the 19th. So visit TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com to snap up these truly amazing deals before they're gone. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith DeCal. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex. Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Millions plan for retirement online, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home. And give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere. Allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Lovely. So let's get to the let's get to what I thought was actually the main event, which waited 53 minutes of a 57-minute press conference to get to. I gotta go find my, my time marks. Okay, so Mike McKee, who we had a, we had fun with 
uh, here on the show last week with his um, with his surprise over the jobs report now needs to receive full marks. Okay, that's British for he gets an A for asking what I thought was not just the best per- question in this press conference, but the best question of the last. Oh, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've heard a question that I thought was really this good. Um, let's go ahead and play. This is cut number 11. I came across a statistic the other day that amazed me. Since your March 23rd emergency announcement, every single stock in the S&P 500 has delivered a positive return. And I'm wondering, given the levels of the market right now, whether you or your colleagues feel there is a possible bubble blowing that could pop and set back the recovery significantly, or that we might see capital misallocation that will leave us worse off when this is over. And second, uh, inequality is not just about wages, it's also about wealth. And a number of studies have suggested that by keeping rates low for so long and targeting the markets after the great financial crisis, that the Fed did contribute to wealth inequality in this country. And I'm wondering if you think there is some tweak or some message you could give that would affect the first half of that question, the first, the, the first part of that question, nobody asked it. How did we get through what I counted to be 17 questions that had been answered up to that point before someone says, aren't you concerned about blowing a bubble? Nobody asked it. Uh, nobody asked it. Right? I didn't know the the statistic he he said until I until I heard it. And I actually went back to say, All right, is that really right? Every single stock in the S and P five hundred has positive returns since March twenty third. March twenty third, which was the emergency announcement of we're taking rates to zero, and we're going to expand our lending mechanisms to work. Right. So he says, Powell's first first sentence is what we've targeted is broader financial conditions. And this is, this is the first part of his answer to McKee. Play cut number 12. If you go back to the end of February and early March, you had um, basically the wor- world markets realized at just about the same time, I remember that Monday, um, that there was going to be a global pandemic and that this possibility that it would be contained in one province in China for all practical purposes was not going to happen. It all... It, it was, you know, it was Iran, Italy, Korea, and then it became clear in markets from that point forward, investors everywhere in the world for a period of weeks wanted to sell everything that wasn't cash or a, a short-term treasury instrument. They didn't want it to have anything, any risk at all. And so what happened is markets stopped working. They stopped working uh, and uh, companies couldn't couldn't borrow. They couldn't roll over their debt. Uh, people couldn't borrow. So that's that's the kind of situation that can be very financial um, turbulence and malfunction. A, a financial system that's not working can greatly okay. amplify. Okay, that's enough. Is that answering the question? That's a long stall. That's a long stall. He's trying to get focused on. So, look, nobody. McKee didn't ask you anything about why you intervened on on March 23rd. 
right? I don't think there's anybody. Maybe I have a listener or two who thinks the Fed should have done nothing. But there was clearly in the market an event that happened where nobody was willing to buy risk assets. For some short period of time, people got caught short. We talked about this in doing our quarterly business report. Everybody got caught short, thinking it's going to be contained in Asia, it's not going to hit us, not going to be a problem to to the United States. And then all of a sudden, I mean, we even looked past the early reports coming out of Washington State when a few nursing homes got hit. We get we we get a little more nervous when 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 San Francisco happens, and 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 credit to president trump for actually stopping planes flying from china it probably slowed things down unfortunately unfortunately we didn't close the back door which was infections going coming to the united states via europe who hadn't closed themselves to to china yet okay there are such things as connecting flights mr president unfortunately we didn't protect ourselves from that okay i get that let me move to uh, let's just play. Uh, um, so to follow up on that, so he gives you all that to say, hey, on March 23rd, bad things were happening. So here's what we wanted to do. Play cut number 13. We don't, we're not looking to achieve a particular level of any asset price. What we want is investors to be pricing in risk like markets are supposed to do. Borrowers are borrowing. Lenders are lending. We want the markets to be working. And, we're, again, we're not looking to, to a particular level. Which is fine, and I believe you, sir. But that is precisely what you're not doing if you're having a conversation about, about actually managing interest rates throughout the yield curve. If you're actually going to try to manage both short and long-run rates in the market, which I believe is, I believe that's a mistake, by the way, I'm far more comfortable with QE forever than I am with the idea that we're going to actually try to fix long-run rates. Okay, because interest rates have to be a signal to tell you when credits are tight, right? You just said not 30 seconds ago that markets were pricing in risk. You want them to price risk. Then why, this would have been the follow-up question if McKee had been allowed to ask it, is well then, sir, why would you uh, why would you then try to control the entirety of the treasury market rather than rather than just controlling the Fed funds rate? Because you are now denying the value of the price signal to tell you what the price of risk is when you've just said we want markets to price risk. Then, by God, let them price risk. Don't intervene in, in, in corporate bonds. Don't intervene in corporate stocks. I, I, I'm, we're not going to have time to even play this stuff about main, the Main Street Lending Project, which he frankly just admits we don't, we, we're trying, still trying to figure out how to do that. That's just not something we really do. But then he goes on and gives us what I think is, is I think, the absolute killer cut. Let's play cut number 14. I think our, our principal focus, though, is on, uh, on the state of the economy and on the labor market and on inflation. Now, inflation, of course, is, is low, 
and we think it's very likely to remain low for some time below our target. So really it's about <clears throat> getting the labor market uh, back and getting it in shape. That's, that's been our major focus. And I would say, you know, we, if, we, if we were to hold back, because it, we would never do this, but the idea that just the concept that we would hold back because we think asset prices are too high, others may not think so, but we just decided that, that that's the case, what would happen to those people? You know, what would happen to the people that we're actually legally supposed to be serving? We're supposed to be pursuing maximum employment and stable prices, and that's what we're pursuing. Meaning he does not care about what the price of assets are. He's saying that's not his job. Well, certainly Alan Greenspan thought they were his job. We have books written by Nobel laureates based on two words that Greenspan issued. Irrational exuberance was not Robert Schiller's invention, it was Greenspan's. We've had statements about, about the price of, price of, you know, and we just said, we want to have the price of risk. We want, we want markets to price risk. And we want to have a price signal to tell people what's risky and what's not out there. And basically what he's saying is we went to a corner solution where markets stopped being able to price risk, and so we had to intervene to restart that market. Okay, on March 23rd, that's fine. On March 24th, maybe that's still okay. But by the time you get to April 30th, do we think the markets are pricing risk? Yeah. And for a while, they said, ah, things don't look so risky. Bye, bye, bye. Sorry. Every once in a while, i got to do a Jim Cramer thing. Um, and then... All of a sudden, here comes the Fed saying, well, we're going to need interest rates lower for longer. We're going to need to actually keep the rate near zero well into 2022. For, it's going to be two years now that we're going, to be, we're going to be at the zero bound again. We're not going to have negative interest rates. And indeed, the most interesting part of the, of the Fed's forecast is this. The Fed believed inflation would be, go to 2% next year and stay there at the long run level. The Fed is now saying that the inflation rate in, in, in 2020 is 0.8%. That's not the interesting part. It's now saying that the in, interest rate in 2021 is at 1.6%, meaning that it doesn't believe it can create inflation to 2% next year. It clearly could if it had the ability to print unlimited money. It can get to 2% inflation. They're saying they're constrained. They're not able to do it. I tweeted out a link from Scott Sumner, a, a quick post on his Money Illusion blog. Scott, another, another believe in, uh, in modern monetary theory. But in his case, it's not, it's not the Kelton form. It's a different form. And in his form, he's like, the Fed has the ability to create inflation, whatever it wants. It just needs to buy assets. I agree with that part of the theory. He believes that the Fed should just go further. He's okay with them buying corporates. I'm not. But the other, the, other, the other or in the boat is fiscal policy. And fiscal policy means deficit spending. And deficit spending to respond to a supply shock is actually the reason we developed that thing. It creates inflation when you do that, and that's okay. It doesn't create inflation when it does that. You can still go back to 2%. That would be okay. But they're, in fact, not doing that. 
We're going to replay that. I want, I want you to really understand that last piece, because this is the most important three sentences in the entire press conference. You need to understand why it is that, that Powell would say that, because this is really, I mean, he's at the end of the press conference. I think he's a little worn out. This is sort of the revealing of the soul here. We're going to play that one more time after this, coming up the final segment of today's King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. I love golf, and I also stink at golf. I've tried it all, the lessons, the special swing contraptions, the neon brush tees, the funny hats, the putting all of my change in my left pocket. I like to say I just happen to have a high golf handicap. My friends would say I have a high talent disadvantage. Luckily, while I might be fighting some disadvantages on the golf course, at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're lucky to be able to serve listeners with a unique advantage. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. And for you, that can mean shorter turnaround times and often a lower rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money on a new home, refinance, or cash-out refinance. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Grand Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to MLSConsumerAccess.org. Corporate MLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800 770 5-4-5-1-4. That's 800-775-4514. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. She can help you navigate rush hour traffic, even update your shopping list. But most impressive of all, she knows where to find straightforward conversations on investing. Just ask Alexa to play Business Radio 1440. Twin Cities Business Radio. Oh, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Hey, welcome back. King Banyan Show, Business 1440.
Just want to make sure you you remember. Go over to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Um, this half-off home makeover, what a deal. You can save more than 50% off on this half-off home makeover, improvements and upgrades that have never been so affordable. I saw one. There's a time when I would have really wanted this uh, for my mom. Starlift. Instantly increase safety, mobility, and livability of your home with a new or used stair lift of your choice at 50% off. Peace of mind prevents falls and injuries. A smart purchase for your parents or grandparents. My parents lived in this tiny little cabin on a uh, church, uh, basically a church summer campground. And they were in their 80s. Uh, my mom still is alive and is in her 80s. She turns 89 uh, sometime later this year. Um, I would have wanted this for my mom. This is great. Absolutely. So TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. This is only going to be here this week. You got to get your deals. You got to get your deals this weekend. Okay. And once somebody takes that, it's gone. All right. It's gone. So, so don't delay. Get over to that now. And of course, find the podcast for this show as well at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Thank you for listening here. A uh, quick couple quick questions. Ken uh, in Champlin uh, asks over Twitter, uh, what is negative rates again? Basically, it's like a cost for storing your money. Okay, right? We used, to talk, we used to talk about getting a return on your principal, which we called interest. Okay, negative interest rates is you're going to get a return of your principal with a slight charge. So I'm going to hold $100 for you, and I'm going to send you back $99.50. Okay, you've just paid a negative interest. I've just paid you a negative interest rate of half a percent. All right, simple as that. By the way, those those warehouse charges, those storage fees, they were very popular during uh, the Crusades. All right, the people would go off to fight in the Crusades, and while they were gone, they needed somebody to watch their cash. There'd be somebody back in back in the uh, market square who would store your money. And that, frankly, was the beginning of banking. Was basically people who would hold gold and silver and jewels on behalf of those who were traveling and. Couldn't be around to watch them. Okay. Thank you for thank you for that question. Is thank you for that question very much. And uh, also Vincent asking who's to blame for our coming job loss since April thirtieth, the virus or our leaders? Okay, it's still the virus. You could take the you could you can take all of this all of those uh, uh, you can take all of the lockdown orders off tomorrow. I still, you know, I still can't get my wife to go. In. I won't go inside a restaurant. My wife doesn't even want to go sit outside of a restaurant. I would. I would go sit outside. I think it's so. If you keep distance, if you look around and see gloves and masks and so on, I think it's safe to go sit outside. I'm not ready to go sit inside a restaurant yet myself. You can call me. You you can say I'm a coward or whatever. That, that you you do that if you whatever floats your boat, buddy. But um, in my mind, I you know. Sitting outside a restaurant, fine. Sitting inside, yeah, not yet. And I think there are a lot of people like me. You're going to lay back for a little while and make those decisions, okay? So to me, the virus is still the main thing. But Vincent, thank you for taking that question. I'm going to, I'm going to try to run through. I, I think I've got time. Let's play cut 14 one more time, please. <clears throat> I think our, our principal focus, though, is on, uh, on the state of the economy, and on the labor market and on inflation. Now, inflation, of course, is, is low, and we think it's very likely to remain low for some time below our target. So really, it's about 
<clears throat> getting the labor market uh, back and getting it in shape. That's that's been our major focus. And I would say, stop. You know, we. Yeah, it's fine. That basically says we're actually only going to focus on the unemployment rate. We're not going to focus on inflation for the foreseeable future. This is the exact opposite of what we teach our students, right? That monetary policy can influence the inflation rate, but in the long run cannot influence the unemployment rate. The Fed has said now they've, stand, they've stood traditional economic policy on its head. Continue. If we, if we were to hold back, because it, we would never do this, but... The idea that just the concept that we would hold back because we think asset prices are too high, others may not think so, but we just decide that, that that's the case, what would happen to those people? You know, what would happen to the people that we're actually legally supposed to be serving? We're supposed to be pursuing maximum employment and stable prices, and that's what we're pursuing. That's what's in the, that's what's in the Federal Reserve Act. It has been there since 1913. That is indeed what they're supposed to be doing. My issue has been that the Fed pays too much attention to the stock market, not that it pays enough attention to the stock market, right? I think the Fed has talked to the stock market multiple times, talked to investors multiple times. If he believes what he says in that particular passage, two things. First of all, he does have a responsibility to inflation. He cannot release that, and you can't just say, I'm really not going to pay attention to inflation. At some point, you're going to have to, sir. But then you started this this answer to McKee by saying, I gotta have people think about risk and I gotta have people marking risk. Well that means you are paying attention to the market. You can't have it both ways. You have one tool and you're trying to control three different things, guess what? That never works. Thank you for listening today. Wyatt, thank you so much for having faith in me to get back to the to my office in time with the iPad. And we'll talk to you next week on the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. Imagine setting a goal for yourself today that will help you and your family forever. There are amazing opportunities in the markets right now. Improving your financial awareness provides the path for you to be the best steward of your money. Maybe it's to manage your broker better or learning the skills to self-direct. Or maybe it's to create a little extra income. Start improving your financial awareness today. Call Online Trading Academy at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is a central theme in the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, the film about Corey Ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corey's story was made famous by her book and original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now, 45 years later, comes Return to the Hiding Place. The untold, behind-the-scenes, true story of Corey's secret army of student teenagers' efforts to rescue Jewish people. Told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens in the Resistance, Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true, breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Reese davis Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code MINNEAPOLIS. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com. Promo code Minneapolis. Due to historical content, might not be suitable for younger audiences. People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. 
Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah, I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for that rewards card you can't seem to find. At Business 1440, we simplify the process. All of the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Business VIP Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets for our events, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. 